Hello everybody, welcome to the In The Mixer podcast. We are here to talk about groups A through D today um, for the upcoming World Cup in Russia. And we are very excited because this is literally the start of our World Cup programming. Um, both our talking of it and our watching of it, which will happen in around two weeks' time. Um, so yeah, I'm here with my World Cup colleagues, uh, Elias and Michael. Say hello, gentlemen. So Hello. They're here to... Uh, we're, we're all here as a threesome to talk about the, the upcoming... I'll, I'll call it festivities, because it feels like a, a festival of happiness. You didn't even like to say, program. Michael, you're back. Glad to have you back. Oh, Michael, you're back. Glad to have you back. Hey, thanks, Bush. Glad to be back. Yeah, so Michael wasn't here last week. My holiday was great, thanks for asking. Yep. Well, like we discussed two weeks ago, you know, holidays are stressful times for you because you're just always there. It was kind of stressful, actually. It was really hot. Really Let's hot. not be hot, hot in, in Russia. Hamburg. If it's hot in Russia, I might it be a bit annoyed. It's June and no, July. Do you know what's like you know the so. worst thing? When it's really hot and the sun's right on you in a football stadium. Oh, you mean like Birmingham. when we watched Birmingham? And I, we, I, we were both had jackets on because it said it was going to rain. It was today 30 <laughs> degrees, sweating. This is why you get a box. That's why when I always go, I get a box. Yeah, but we're not all like weird football fans like you. We actually go to watch the football rather than eat the buffet. <laughs> the buffet's great. It's a fantastic time. Wait, say buffet again. Buffet. We, you're, you're, you're weird. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> I don't, I don't know either. Um, yeah, so we're going to start talking about Group A because, you know, we like doing things chronologically here at the In The Mixer That's podcast. That's not how it works. Well, you don't, Alpha- but we Alphabetically, do. maybe so, but... <laughs> what, is chronologically not A through H? Because that's, that's the order they're getting played in. Oh, uh, no, I'm going to go with alphabetically. Because they're getting... Get pl- okay. Well, they're getting played in that order in terms of fixtures. So we're going to start with the host, Russia. Um, I'll be honest... They're, they're going to be... I mean, Russian? they were underwhelming at the Euros. Um, I don't think anyone's particularly expecting much from them. But they have got an, a group which, you know, you'd think Uruguay are probably going to top this group. Um, but the second place, I think, is probably up for grabs for all three of these sides. Um, do either of you got any... Uh, any information about Russia? Because <laughs> I'll be honest, I've hardly watched them. Um, because they're actually quite bad to watch. Uh, just like generally, like recapping who they've played uh, in the international friendly friendlies coming up to this <clears throat> World Cup, like uh, at the end of 2017 and the start of uh, 2018, um, they've really put like <laughs> arranged games against like top nations, which uh, I'm not sure. If they're deluded, or if uh... I think it's because they haven't had any because they didn't have a qualifying campaign because they were hosting, yeah. they needed competitive fixtures. So I think that would that makes sense. Yeah, because you can just look at the the teams they played. The last four teams they played was, uh, well, last five we can take uh, was uh, Argentina, Spain, Brazil, France, and Austria. Well, Austria being not that massive of a, a nation, but just <laughs> are they the dark the... horses for this one as well? Of course they are. They they beat them so. <laughs> But yeah, it just just really weird. I feel because I've never considered Russia as a contender to actually do anything in this World Cup, even though they're hosting it. Uh, so just like putting the bar that high, which they showed they they really couldn't. They played three three against Spain uh, in November, but other than that, they got trashed by Brazil. They got trashed by uh, France, and they lost to Austria. So I'm not sure if I'm liking that approach towards the World Cup. But, but friendlies have a multiple of issues, you, a multiple of um, benefits to be gained from them, whether it's finding a system. Like, you don't necessarily go into friendlies to win games, um, but, you know, they might just be trying to create some, you know, unity there and create an actual system. Um, Michael, do you think the home advantage for us is going to be any benefit at all to them? Uh, I'd like to think so, because you, 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 you sort of see Russian fans as these very militant and very loud and very supportive fans, but I think they could also be the opposite way in that if things do don't go right, it could probably work against them. Uh, it, it seems like the fans could turn on them really easily. So I, I think it, I don't know. It could go really either way. I, I genuinely don't know. I think it'll be very telling after the first game whether it is an advantage or not. Um, but I, I think I read rightly in that they're the lowest ranked team going into the competition. So 
if home advantage is going to have to take a lot to maybe push them uh, through the group stage. Hmm. But the teams have teams have used that home advantage like incredibly well. Um, South Korea, Japan. Yeah, of course, was just a, a great almost one. one of the recent ones. Um, who was it? Who even hosted it last year? Wow. Brazil, La- okay. last year, semi finalists, nobody well, last World Cup, yeah. But then um, that went wrong, <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah. the, advan- the, adva- yeah, the, the example stretched back. I think it's more time. of a I momentum mean- advantage. Sorry, I think it's more of a momentum advantage in that if you can get a bit of a run going, that's when the advantage really sort of keeps you going. Hmm. Personally, I think, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's definitely with feel mo- good vibe. yeah, yeah, so. And it, it gives you the advantage in games that you might necessarily not win, but I wouldn't say it would help you beat the teams you should beat. And, yeah, yeah. and there's all sorts of little things and stuff like that. I swear, did Sweden get to a final once, Elias, when you hosted the World Cup? 58. Yeah, yeah so if it, it, that's an example. That's a serious example. Jules yeah, it's only 60 years ago. Such a poor side can make it that far. Um, <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Wow. I think Saudi Arabia could be quite a, an underdog for this group. I think they could be a, you know, sneaky free. They they finished above the likes of Australia and they beat Japan, who topped the group in the qualifying campaign. Um, and considering the landscape of this group, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we could see Saudi Arabia being one of those stubborn teams who really causes problems to the teams like Egypt and Russia, maybe even Uruguay. Mm, I can agree with them being uh, kind of underdogs uh, for beating maybe Russia. Uh, but Uruguay, nah, I'm not. Mm, I really can't see them slipping up that much. Uh, of course, they got a lot of experience in their uh, in their squad, but have they really got the the quality? I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are the first. This they are the first of the record four Arab uh, Arab countries to get into this World Cup, um, which is an achievement. Um, Michael, what do you think there? prospects after this tournament do you think they'll I, I think the way the group's up i think all of these teams should be looking to qualify um yeah i, I definitely think they, they will be and but the, the changes that they've made the, it might be a different team to what qualified they've been through two managers since they actually qualified for the world cup so it, it's a very different side to the one that did qualify and but it's still it's so i guess to people it's going to be what what team is going to turn out but i definitely agree that that all the teams will be looking to qualify, so there's no reason why this team can't. They're definitely not... Uh, you'd put, have them pinned on last place. Uh, so they've got the potential to do it. It's just if that preparation's really badly affected them. Mm. That's an interesting one, yeah. Um, we'll see We'll see what happens. Um, Egypt, third team in this group. I mean, the main man, Salah, is the, uh, the obvious one here. Selected in the 23, despite the injury concerns. Um, I mean, he probably would have been selected even if he was injured but do you, do you think do you think they're over dependent on him or do you think so it's just it's, hard not to be dependent on such a good player well it's hard to say because they they really don't score that many goals um they they don't really have they have no one in the the 23 that scored uh more than six goals apart from salah on 33 <laughs> so mm. i goals are definitely going to be a problem for egypt i think if salah doesn't uh uh, come back very very soon um uh and yeah they, they they've also got a pretty experienced squad uh egypt uh and they also got a their captain is a 45 year old goalkeeper some uh el hadari which is probably the the oldest player at a world cup for quite a while I think. probably ever to be mm. honest <laughs> yeah um I think I think they're widely considered to be one of the best African nations at this moment in time, um, by a lot of people. So, but I think we'll see how I, they do. I think that's definitely in line with Salah's form, though. Um, mm. I, I don't think he. I don't. I don't like, like, it's not a one-man team by any stretch, but he is a huge, huge factor in why that team's qualified. Huge. Hmm. They haven't had a very good results in their friendlies. Going up to the World Cup, either they they lost to Greece, which is just a crime nowadays. Yeah. Uh, they drew to Kuwait, which is a football nation that is not very well known. Uh, maybe a, a draw to Colombia that means that they can defend, but it's just no goals. They, it doesn't look like they can score any goals, mm. and that that's definitely an issue if uh, if Salah doesn't come back. Mm. Well, they'll start their qualifier their group stage match against Uruguay and. 
I think we'll talk about Uruguay as the favourites of this group, won't we? Yeah, um, definitely. But, I mean, have they kind of... I mean, uh, last World Cup, they weren't particularly as good as they should have been, I don't think. Um, and since since that 2010 performance, they've not really lit up qualification or Copper Americas particularly um, since that Forlan sort of era. Cavani, perhaps that's Cavani's fault for not stepping into those shoes. Um, but you look at players like Suarez and Cavani and you wonder what sort of why Uruguay aren't being spoke about as one of the favourites. And I don't, I don't know. Do you think there there is a chance for Uruguay to do something in this tournament or do you think they're limited? I mean, Uruguay have always had really good players. Like, through all the World Cups they've been in, they've always been like at the top of the uh, like the goal scoring rankings and uh, it just like a general team they are very good but it's, it's something that just isn't like clicking and I'm not sure I think it's a problem with their midfield uh, and usually is in the World Cups because they got goal scorers they got Suarez they got Cavani they got Maxi Gomez for Celta Vigo they're all goal scorers now and they're all in form like really in form but then you got you got Christian Rodriguez as a midfielder who's a winger. Uh, that is pretty much the only experience you have in that midfield. Otherwise, it's pretty young players uh, throughout, and uh, this there's a problem with the balancing, I think, uh, in the Uruguay team because yeah, as I say, they they are goal scorers. The defense is is getting better. Godin is a great defender. Jimenez is a great defender. Um, What's it called? Um, Maxi Pereira is very experienced and he can still do it at a at a top level. And Muslera is not a bad goalkeeper. So I'm just feeling like it's really dependent on if the midfield shows up in this tournament. Mm. I think a lot of um, attention has been put on young Lucas Torreira of uh, Sampdoria apparently has had a very good season. Also Maxi Gomez, the young striker for uh, Celta Vigo, who I'll be honest, I tipped at the start of the season. I think he had a very good year. Um, so I'm happy with that one and uh, like you said Jimenez as well I think of the three possible breakout stars I mean Jimenez already plays for Atleti but he's been talked of a move to even Real Madrid this this window so he could really announce himself on the world stage um, also players like Christian Stuani who had a great season at Girona as well he had a great season at uh, Middlesbrough as well but I don't know if, like, I, I don't know why they just let him go immediately after that hmm. uh, sad 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 one but um, yeah, we'll we'll see what Uruguay can do. Michael, do you have any final words on Uruguay? No, I, I definitely agree with Elias in that there's, in midfield there's a definite lack of experience, and that's not just down to age. That's just experience in the uh, in the national team or even quality. But they've got the defense and and forwards to definitely do something and and maybe surprise a few people. So if if the midfielders bring in their uh, club form. To the World Cup, they have potential, and I, and I can definitely see them topping this group. They've got too much quality throughout, and even depth in their squad to to uh, not run, win this group. It'd be a disappointment if they didn't. I think. That's the thing. Another player to look out for for Uruguay is uh, Rodrigo Bentancur as well for Juventus. Of course, had his breakout season uh, this year. Played yeah. a, close to twenty games, I think. Uh, what does he season. play? Because it says he's in midfield. I thought he was a left back. Eh. Or could he just uh, sort of play everywhere for Juventus? I feel I feel like Juventus just play their players everywhere. <laughs> um, so. How do we think this group's going to look then? By the by the uh, after the three fixtures for each side, do we think? I mean, I don't know if I can predict Uruguay. I think there's something there that there's something there that I can see them struggling, and I can see a team like Saudi Arabia or maybe even like Russia topping this group, and then Egypt coming through depending on the style of fitness. I can certainly see Uruguay not getting through. Um, but like Michael said, I think they'd be disappointed not to. Yeah, My my uh, bet is Uruguay, Russia, Saudi Arabia and Egypt last. Oh, scathing. What about you, Michael? You got a, Who you got to go through? Uruguay and? I, I, I'd also probably said Russia. Because uh, I, th- I think that they'll... I think that they'll intimidate their opponents, maybe, or the crowd will intimidate their opponents, maybe, too much. Hmm. Um, we'll see. It's whether the, whether the players on the pitch can uh, use that to their advantage. But no, I'm, my hot pick, my hot pick from Group A, Uruguay to not go through. 
Oh, bro. Yeah. Are you going to be like this throughout the whole episode? Yeah, he is. Because I've, I've got a couple I, of I can't, ones. I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm, because if we get to Group C and you've put like Morocco and Australia as the winners well, of the group, I'm not. We've well. got interesting views on Group C, so <laughs> we have we'll come to that in part three, Otherwise, I'm but, not um, doing it. I'm sitting out the last part. I'm, until then, I'm not until doing then, it. We'll, Michael, let me end the part. No, I'm not happy. I'm already not happy. <laughs> Michael's not happy. We'll see if we can get him back for part two. See you in a second. Welcome back to part two and group B. Should I just call it part B? Group, group two? B. I don't know. Group B. Group B. Group B. Group B. Um, written down first in this one is Portugal. So I'm going to go with them first. Portugal, um, European champions as it stands, um, predicted by yours truly. I thought I'd have it. I thought I'd have them there. Um, Portugal then, a squad that has, has been rattled um, by incidents at, at Sporting. Um, in Portugal, a lot of their backbone is actually, you know, they've got Patricio, they've got William Carvalho, and players like that. Um, do you think that's going to perhaps play into the mind, the mindset of these players? You know, especially ones who have been directly affected, and that could perhaps roll on to players who are close with them or, or, or things like that. Personally, no. <clears throat> I I watched uh, Gelson Martins play uh, against Belgium, and uh, he looked really good. Uh, so I don't think. He- I don't think it really affects them internationally. I think they just let it go and just play for the the national team's sake and just leave their club uh, allegiances behind. Getting away from it to benefit. Yeah. Um, a couple of changes from this squad that that won the Euros. Players like uh, young players like Bernardo Silva, who did so well at Monaco and then Man City after that triumph, he wasn't in the Euro squad. Nor was uh, Guedes as well, who had a brilliant loan spell at Valencia. I think he's on PSG's books. Um, certainly some young talent coming through there um, players like Andre Silva as well but they still have they still have like no Wolves players in there <laughs> wait what no Wolves players no Wolves players oh Ruben Neves yeah he's not in the squad he's not Ruben exactly. Neves isn't in the squad is Jose Font in the squad yeah so it's like it's weird so basically I say they've got these, their defence is still as old as ever because they've still got Bruno Alves Pepe and Jose Font as their, as their main three defenders yeah. Bruno Alves um, might have a better career now becoming a Michael Jackson impersonator well yeah I mean the good thing about their defence is that they're slow but Portugal will do their classic that they did the Euros they're going to sit so deep and they're going to lob balls up to Ronaldo and hope someone gets up there with him and they create goals that See, way. See, I think they have more than that, though. Like, I genuinely think they have so much more than that in their squad. And it just... uh, I, ju- I, I do. I seriously do. Elaborate, elaborate. I think they've got so much more creativity. Moutinho is incredibly experienced and has gone through the leagues. He's a very like, quality midfielder. Bernardo Silva, a, a player that's getting ex- experience in like the top league and for the best team in the Premier League. Like bags of creativity, like Adrian Silva got a good move to the Premier League, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, I just, I, I just think they have a lot more quality than they show. And I know, I, I know they won the Euros, but they did like they didn't win it by playing amazing football, did they? Let's be honest. Well, that's what I said. I said they, you know, they dropped it because they can't afford to push it forward. You know, because if they get caught out, they're going to get hit on the break. I mean, so easily. I mean, I guess you have fullbacks like Pereira and uh, Cedric and, and Rui who have a bit of pace, but they're, their centre-backs are so... I mean, you know, if they give away that ball and they're high up the pitch, they're going to get absolutely slaughtered by the likes of, you know, Spain and, you know, Morocco and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I think Portugal could be in trouble this World Cup. Hey, Pepe, want to come defend? Well, that's it, see. Will it? Will that happen? But, um... Elias, what what are you looking for um, from Portugal this World Cup? Will they surpass the Euro success and win the win the WC? No, stop. <laughs> they will not win the World Cup. Uh, mainly because I don't think they're good enough. Uh, I don't think they. Of course, they got Cristiano Ronaldo. They got Gels Martins, who looked good. Uh, Gonzalo <coughs> Guedes look has looked really good for Valencia this season. Uh, <sighs> I, I feel like they got a very good like core team, uh, but I still don't feel like I I think they're gonna get to maybe semifinals. Um, oh wow, that's a long but, way to be fair. Yeah, but definitely don't think they're gonna win it. Hmm. I mean, I think there's I think their center is very soft. Personally, 
like I don't think Carvalho's the player he was, you know, when West Ham emailed Sporting about him. Uh. <laughs> not, not as he need to be. Uh, I I feel like yeah, their players they they just backed him up uh, back uh, well the the like the team up from behind because the, the defense is so experienced. Maybe they're not as quick anymore. Pepe is definitely not the defender he was at Real Madrid when he was at his best. Bruno, Bruno Alves is definitely not the player that that he was, and now he's playing for Rangers. So I, I just feel like that midfield is really good, even though uh, maybe Villan Cavalio uh, is not the player that he used to be. Um, I Just Juan Moutinho and Manuel Fernandes, I feel like they're really good midfielders. Like they're very balanced. I feel the whole team is very balanced, mm. it, and that is gonna like play in uh, of them getting pretty far. I could see him. I could see him like stumbling their way to qualifying out of this group with four points. Four points. Yeah. Like or something like that. Like I could see that happening. But um, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, Spain and the first the first big team we're gonna be talking about. Whoa. No disrespect, Uruguay, Portugal, but uh, Spain coming into this tournament as a lot of people's favourites. Um, have either of you got them as your winners? No, not at all. No, I don't see how they're favourites either. Really don't. Well, there's some people. So not, yeah, not. I don't. I don't see. What about you, Michael? No. Well, so so just completely just. Dispatching them, you're not not even giving them a chance. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not they're not as fun to watch anymore, I think, and they're definitely not as creative as they used to be. I'm, and I don't know, I think that's a bit hard. I'm with Elias though. Like I look at, I, I don't know where goals like come from, and I know that sounds awful when you think, well, like, but they've come where they've always come from with Spain though, from the midfield. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Isco, Asensio, Thiago, they're all going to chip in. That's the thing. That's They all share the goals around with the Spanish team. I don't see it. I, I just genuinely don't see it. I can see them doing very well, but I can't see them winning it. Man. I don't I don't even see them doing very well. That, that's just... I just got this like feeling in my mind that they're not going to do very well. They're going to be solid at the back, but I just really don't see them do very well up front. Even though they got these really talented midfielders... It just feels not as exciting anymore, Spain. I, I don't know. Do you think that's because of how Barcelona played this season? Not really. Uh, even though there's, I think there's only two Barcelona midfielders. In I that. know, but but Barcelona's performances and Real Madrid's performance always seem to correlate with how people view the Spanish national team. Whereas those mm. two teams didn't particularly play great football this season. Great. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> Mm, I don't think it's why I I feel like I am feeling right now, but it's just something about that squad that is not exciting. I don't know why it is, but it's just not exciting for me. Hmm. Like, going into the 2014 World Cup and the Euros before that, I just, I just felt like there was so much more quality in that team. Even though this, this, this team is just full of Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid... Uh, City and just two, like super talented players, it's still not very interesting. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Do you want me to excite your excite your tonsils, Elias? Yeah. Uh, Spanish manager Julian Lobategui has managed Spain's under 19s and Spain's under 21s to European success uh, with both of them. The players he managed in that time, players like Isco, Thiago, Rodrigo, you know, Sal. So. I mean, he's got pedigree. Those players have come through with him. It's a lot like the German right. low okay. model. Also, Gareth Southgate. Well, the difference is them players aren't as good. Why? Do you honestly want... <laughs> Wait, is you... so you want me to compare Isco yes. to, like, I don't know, Fabian Delph? Possibly. I mean, I'd understand that if England, if that set of England players won the you know, the Euros or the World Cup at those youth levels, but they didn't. I think it's Spain. So you can't really compare Spain's those two. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is a better midfielder than Niska. Exactly. Hmm. You wait till next season, Phil. Oh, now how does it feel? Now that we're going against the norm. You're sat there with your arms folded, cross as anything, but no. no you're going to make it out of groups. If anything, you're pushing me to the Spain to go win the whole thing now. All right, say it. That's, say it out loud, say me. it. 
Say it. Say it. Say it, it, say it now. No, we're three, doing our predictions two, at the end of the next one. episode. Three, two, one. Stop being animals. Spain are going to win the World Cup. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, ha- we have it recorded. Somebody does think it. Sergio Ramos. With his little song. So does Harry Kane. Harry Kane also. <laughs> what, you think Spain are going to win the World Cup? <laughs> okay. Well, it's a bit of a Morocco. Mm. Oh, <laughs> are also in this group. Morocco are always in this group. Uh, also in this group. Um, a few recogni- recognizable names in there, um, like the likes of uh, Amrabat, um, Yunus Bahanda. Belhanda, yeah, Amadi, who's played for Aston Villa, Michael. Yep. Which Amrabat? Both his brothers. Both of them are in there. Well. Both of them yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> but the one who's Laganas with the one who played for Watford, I think. Yeah. So. It is. Yeah, some I names mean, in Harrit? there. No, not even going to mention him. Sorry, who's that? Harrit from Schalke. No. Okay. I was brilliant. going to mention Benacia as well. <laughs> and Akimi from Real Madrid, the right back guy. So there you go. Say Harrit. Did, did we say El, El Amadi from uh, from Feyenoord? Because he's yeah. been around. Villa. Yeah. I said he was from Villa. Say oh, Harrit. Okay. What do you what? Why don't you give us some insight, Michael? Instead of just shouting names. Say Harrit. Is he a key player? Yes, he is. Okay. Cool. He's he's only been capped four times, but sure. He's only twenty. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> likely story you've called, you've called him a key player you've killed him a key player he's though. going to be a key player when they win the World Cup Phil call it now Morocco to be... <laughs> mm. Mm. no I, okay. I really don't know that much about Morocco um, I as you said I know a few players I've seen them play but they, it's just not sol- solid players like Belanda has been a solid player for a long time Michael hasn't he yes and uh, I feel like they they've got a solid core that as well. Like just looking at the players, so depending on how they're gonna line up, because I feel like there's a lot of flair uh, in this uh, in this squad, and uh, maybe maybe they can cause an upset in this group. Mm. A Wolves think... player in this, yeah, squad. yeah, and another one of those super agent players, Michael. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Morocco had a very good campaign. I think they finished above Ivory Coast in the groups, maybe. I can't remember. But uh, their manager, Hav Renard, has a lot of uh, experience with taking African teams to uh, to um, Africa Cup of Nations glory. So, tournament pedigree there. He also looks like a uh, like a former actor. Like a, Yes. he's He looks very tall. Looks like, yeah. I was going to say tennis look- player. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And a bit of a... Pavel An Dover. actor in a tennis movie playing a tennis player. Yes. There you go. I've summed it up for you. Uh, Iran, fourth team of this group, um, undefeated in qualifying, finished top of a group considered, you know, made up of South Korea, China, Syria, to name a few of the teams. Um, a very, very comprehensive um, qualifying campaign. Absolutely battered the opposition. Really undefeated, as I said. They could be a they could be a cheeky one to get through this group, I think, in second place. You're really like pushing it with these predictions. I don't know, man. You see, you see, like the likes of South Korea. You definitely you think it, the Euros with your predictions. Well, no, South Korea were like in the group of death. A lot of people considered, which we'll talk about next week. And Iran finished above them and didn't lose to them in the whole qualifying campaign. Hmm. Yeah. You know, just because we don't know their players on an individual level doesn't mean they're, you know, they're not a good. We team. do know their players on an individual not, level. Well, though. you do. Go on. Yeah. So we got uh, Sam Angodas, who plays uh, in the Swedish league for Östersund, who played against Arsenal and uh, did a really good job. Uh, I'm not sure if he scored in one of the legs, uh, but he's a very promising uh, striker that he's coming through. Of course, uh, Gucci Nejad. I can't really pronounce him he's been in the um there visa for a while the jagger the jagger it's it's also <laughs> a great, great player uh <laughs> the guy with the a4 sign. does he play for forest now apparently yeah yeah uh you got what is it called um their captain masood shujai who is um He's played in the uh, LSAT with a few old AIK players who moved there. So I've, I've watched him play twice, I think. Uh, he's pretty young for a... Oh, no, not young. He's 34. He used to be young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
I actually read the wrong name there. So I'm going to apologize for that. He plays for uh, Athens now. And of course, the, the Greek league isn't very, is very good anymore. But it's just... I, f I feel like they can do stuff. Uh, I feel like they have the quality to do stuff in this uh, in this group. Thank but, you. Yeah, but <laughs> I just, it's so hard because I'm so excited for this World Cup to, to just like predict how they're going to do is so hard. Yeah. I get you on that one. You just like, every, I want everyone to win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. There's no point taking the mic of anyone's predictions because hey, no one's going to get them right. You haven't heard my prediction for this group yet, so. Well, I'll ask it in a second. But Ellis, was it Sam and Goddard, you said? Is yeah. This, yeah, is he, is he going to be upset with Grandpa leaving Ostershins? Is that going to affect his, his World Cup? Well, he's probably leaving anyways. So. Isn't, no, he's not going to upset He's going him. to Swansea with him. <gasps> oh, he could do. Yeah, he wanted to bring him and another assistant player. Boom, with him, first. Just Swansea. Uh, I can't remember who the second one was. But he definitely wanted to bring uh, Goddard with him. Okay. Uh, so Goddess could be in Swansea. Where will he end up in Group B, Elias? What's your predictions? Ooh. So I'm going to predict uh, Portugal first. Wow. And then I don't know. He wants to put Spain out so badly. I, wa I want to put Spain out, but I don't <laughs> think I can. So I'll put Spain second, uh, Iran third, and Morocco last. Go on, Michael. Um, Spain, Morocco, Portugal, Iran. Okay. Spain, Iran, Morocco, Portugal. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, the hangover of Portugal's Euros. Ending with a bottom of the group disastrous campaign. One point. Right, we did right. We, we gave our predictions. We just gave our predictions. We didn't tell the fairy tale behind them. <laughs> well, I was trying to actually link it link it into the end of part, you know. Alright, well carry but, on. No, carry know. on. Just pretend interrupt pretend I wasn't a dick. Interrupt the flow. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um yeah, I lost where I am now. Yeah, good. good. Job, nice one. Well done. Good job. Anyway, that is Group B summed up. Um, we will be back for Part 3 and Group C. Don't go anywhere. Hello, welcome back to Part 3. Group C. Michael, we said we had a controversial opinion. Mm. France. Start with France. So do, we'll, I have to we'll go, you, do I have to go first? You because, go first. Yeah. You go first. Okay. Obviously, France have a hugely strong team. Probably... The most, the, the strongest team in terms of complete depth, or maybe second. No. Okay. Yes. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> Wait, Sweden first on that one, Ali. No, they're third. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually up there. Um, if Zlatan was there, it'd be first. An incredible Stop. mixture of experience <laughs> and youth, uh, exciting youth product, and and um, reliable experience. But will it come all together? It's kind of. In prep, like the preparations, it seems to be falling apart a bit. And France have just been, I don't know, a second, a second best national team for a while. And this is probably the squad that can change that. So, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the norm and say that France can do well at this tournament. And I'm predicting mm. a semi-final. Nice good predictions. Why is the norm? Where's the norm coming from? I, this I, is not, I think, it's not in this. I think people are. Well, oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely not in this in this podcast. I think the four favourites of this World Cup are Spain, France, Germany, and Portugal. Uh, Portugal, Brazil. Wow, oh, here whoa. we go again. Oh, really? <laughs> I cannot wait to bottom of the group get through on financial fair play or something. Remember, they finished third in their group at the Euros and won, and won the whole thing. So that's yeah. how controversial that was. Um, yeah, France, I think. Oh, man. I'm so looking forward <laughs> to France. The potential for everything to go wrong is it's there, and it's so great. Um, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? How Deschamps is looked upon as a very... He's looked upon as everything. Unwanted. Yeah, everything that is not French. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just, just such a hypocrite, the, the whole man, Deschamps, and yeah. I, it's I I just I don't want France to do badly, but I want Deschamps to do badly. So can they <laughs> sack him like after the first game and then actually go through? <laughs> Are you allowed to have two managers for a World Cup campaign? Is that like... I don't know. I, oh, that's I, a really interesting point. Yeah, I'll we'll have to look that one up. Um, with the sacking of Zidane and Wenger leaving, uh, sorry, Zidane leaving and Wenger 
Vivi. Um, <laughs> both of those. <laughs> I said sacking as the Dan didn't get sacked at all. Um, I think both of those are waiting in the wings for this France job, and that's going to put even more pressure on Deschamps. And nobody likes him. They could they could win this World Cup and he'd still get sacked, I reckon. Benzema definitely doesn't like him. Yeah, Benzema doesn't like him. That is, like, insane that a player like Karim Benzema is not in the French, French squad and hasn't been for quite a while. <laughs> I mean, is it? Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. I don't know, man. Giroud, Mbappe, Griezmann. Put yeah. them all, all above him personally. But, um, I don't. I know you don't. You love him. Um, but we saw with the Rabiot situation um, <laughs> how Deschamps was looked upon quite badly with that, even though Rabiot looks like a massive... like. He's always pillock. looked like a massive mong, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he hasn't come off particularly well there even though he didn't do anything wrong. Um, the Pogba situation, as it is with Manchester United, just seems to be about to snap. Um, and then you th- then you top that off with a goalkeeper who has been out of form Who's, this season. Oh, I was going to say a named after a nipple, but all right, then we're going with Lloris. <laughs> well, that one as well. Yep. Um, and then their other goalkeeper is just... Steve. Yeah, just picking, <laughs> a, picking a guy out of a lineup. Is that man there? <laughs> Run down a name know, of, a list of French. That one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's Steve yeah, Mandanda. I'm I'm looking forward to the French implosion this World Cup. I think it's going to happen. You really I think do? it's really going to happen. I I really do. Um, who's their oldest player? So the keepers are their oldest. Like Larissa is 31, Mandanda's 33. Mandanda's 33, yeah. Matuidi's 31. I don't see any of those as like dressing room leaders though. Adil Rami is a photo model. Hmm. He's also gone out with Pamela Anderson. So exactly. What a, is he actually, what a great is he actually? the fact that yeah, he's, oh, uh, the fact that he's at this, the oh. fact that he's at this World Cup is is confusing. I was reading, I was reading the squad, and I thought I saw Gibril Dri- Cisse, but it was Gibril <laughs> Sidibe. <laughs> I was like, oh god. Yeah. I don't think we'll get to the levels of the Euro 2004 where they were literally striking on the touchline during the game. Yeah, I was going to say, but what I think, tournament was it where they, they did literally quite like, implode? I think it was 2004. Because 2002 was the Senegal one, right? Where they lost to Senegal and they went out in the groups. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe they did well in 2004. I can't remember, anyway. Well, they didn't do it well enough because Greece won that tournament. Yeah, Greece won <laughs> yeah, the Euro. Must have been that one then. Must have been that one then. Ruined it for everyone. Um, <laughs> Ruined their own economy. I'm looking. It's not the place all time. <laughs> they're not even in the World Cup, Michael. They're not even here. Who so, um, that, that yeah, I think they're probably this... not listening then, so it's fine. Hmm. I think with this group, though, two other teams in the top twelve of the FIFA rankings. I think France could be in trouble if they're not if they're not careful. Yeah, and I don't know how they can be careful either. Uh, with such a squad, they need to go full out and just go for it. Do they start? Their f- is their first game against Australia? Yeah. Uh, if so. it is, I can totally see a Tim Cahill 90th minute equaliser, oh. and then the wheels come off. <laughs> oh man, <coughs> I don't know. I mean, they got to the final of the Euros, and you could, maybe they could be, you know, looking for one up on that. But I, I don't know. I don't see it. Same with France. I can never really take them seriously. Yeah, France versus Australia, the 16th of June. Uh, so me and Michael watched our in our hotel. Well, what's lounge. a shame for you, Philip? Mm. Mm. Just for, I mean, just, I would be there, but someone booked the tickets on the wrong day. Just so. for context. Um, May- Phil yeah. is at work until basically the flight leaves to Russia, but me yeah. and Elias are staying a t- in a hotel <laughs> until the gave- flight leaves. Mm. I gave him a two-week period, and they still managed to get it what on the last mean? day of work. So. What? I literally paid seventy pounds more for a flight so you could come. No, I was talking about the match tickets, but yeah. I wasn't. I, I, you owe me seventy quid. After that comment, mm. you owe me seventy quid. You, maybe you can catch Peru versus Denmark. Uh, that's <laughs> nice. Sounds good, Phil. Mm. Talking about Peru and Denmark. Well, Australia. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> awful! Oh no! Brilliant transition. Um, Smooth as that. I, wa- I want to say a quick little uh, info about Australia. They got the only the only Dutch pl- uh, the uh, only Dutch man in the, at the World Cup uh, in the coach. Oh, but... is that is that the one that got Saudi Arabia to the World Cup? 
Uh, yeah, it might have been. I, it, uh, unless the name's just really similar, I'm just very racist. Bird van Marswijk. Like, yeah, it might be. I think it is. Someone's going to have to research it and tell me. Hmm. I mean, you oh. could do it yourself, I'm but... Bu- you, I'm busy doing the podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, they got a midfield three then, pretty much of uh, Jedinak, uh, Moy and... Uh, Rog- is it Rogic of Celtic? Um, yeah. That's pretty much their assets, really. The rest of it is sort of fit around them, I think. No, they fit I'd, around uh, Tim Cale. So. No, oh, yeah, I don't know. think Australia are going to do anything in this tournament apart from score against France. Hmm. Hmm. I can see a mild Jedinak, 40-odd screamer. That's I what can't. I can see. Where what, have you um, seen that? What, not a villa this season. <laughs> 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 what, were you, what were you doing? What were you doing when that happened? Well, uh, That vision occurred. <laughs> <laughs> I can only I can only wonder. The, the, your World Cup excitement has gone way too far. <laughs> too My World Cup excitement <laughs> is like, it's yeah, it's off the charts right now. It's an Australian Well, that could happen. <laughs> oh, kick clash as well. But but the thing is, with the Sweden final, uh, we will have a Russia invasion on our hands. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll true. be a a win loss. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mm. Peru, eleventh uh, <laughs> in the FIFA rankings. Captain uh, Paulo Guerrero had his drug ban overturned. Oh yay! Which yay, is nice. Drugs. Apparently, ev- apparently, it was all the captains of the Group C group appealed to FIFA to have it overturned, oh, oh, including nice. himself. Cool. Well, <laughs> I think it could have been. I think it could have been slight overconfidence from the likes of France, especially Austria, Australia, and Denmark as well. Mm. Peru, no slouches in the qualifying campaign in South America. Jefferson, Some really good performances. Jefferson Farfan. What a player. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about him. He was so good at Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> oh. At least, yeah. You made me angry. Where does he play now? Locomotive. Yeah. Mm. So he went from Hamburg to Locomotive. Yep, he went from Hamburg to Locomotive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I always rated him until he moved to Schalke, and then he sort of formed. What? Are you kidding me? Are you at. Uh, Some say that Schalke destroyed him. Some say that they put him up front. They turned him from a winger to a false nine, and it ruined him. He didn't have the assets to play there. Still, he played as a winger! (laughs) Michael, what was your highest position when Jefferson Farfan played for you? Probably second. I doubt that. Probably third. No. Sixth. <laughs> sixth. I'm saying sixth. No, it wasn't. Nah. I'm pretty sure we I'm won. The, I'm pretty sure we won the cup when he was there. My dark horse is Denmark. What? Are we still what? Oh. Sure. Unless you wanted to add more to Peru. <laughs> Can nah. add as much as we want to Peru. Do you have? Do you want to say anything more about Peru? Andrew Carrillo. Okay. Watford legend. Wow. Was that worth it? Was that worth? Interrupting the transition so you could mention a player who scored. For Watford he this scored yesterday. What for Watford? <laughs> well, obviously not for Watford. Ha! Second. Unlucky. It was second. Yeah. Mm. So are we talking about Jefferson Farfan or Korea or Watford Jefferson or Farfan. Well, Marco Silva? Well, according to Rasol's Peru are going to go further than Saudi Arabia at least because they beat them 3-0 yesterday. Hmm. That's how football works, I think. Yeah. He got an assist as well, Phil. You know? In many ways, West Brom finished second because they beat Man United at <laughs> the end of the season. You yeah, finished second bottom. Oh, nice. And then he turned it around and then he got a new table. Can we can we talk about Phil's dark horse now? Yeah. Or Phil, Phil's Denmark horse. Yep. Doesn't work, does it really? Um, Denmark, solid midfield and no, and no Nicholas Bentner going. So it's a win-win. That is controversial. Well, they got a good squad. They got they a really good squad. But yeah, they looked decent against Sweden. Uh, people are saying they didn't look very good against Sweden, but I feel like they had a lot of a uh, lot of positives. And Christian Eriksen wasn't playing, so it's, that is just another like layer to to their play. Um, Man, Casper, I wish people. Yeah. I wish people would just like chill out with their opinions on friendlies. <laughs> I because, don't. Like, I think it's fun to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you do. They're slate in Denmark. Of course yeah. you're having a great time. But no, I think it's just. I think it's just. Like, I was watching that England friendly against Nigeria. And I was like, England just weren't trying. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I was just. It's funny. 
yeah, Sorry, they're continue. good. They, they got a, a pretty young and interesting squad, I think. Uh, especially in the attacking field. They have nobody over 27. Uh, mm. And Kasper Dolberg is a great, great diver. So. <laughs> Which will be a problem, because there's VAR. So. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, get him sent off first game. Has Victor oh. Fischer reached his potential yet? <laughs> <laughs> How much did Middlesbrough sign him for? I feel 15? like it was a, yeah, it was a lot, a lot it was. of money. Oh, you mentioned um, Sisto as well, Elias, didn't you? Oh, yes. I am you excited think he's going to have a breakout tournament? Yeah, I'm excited about Sisto. Uh, of course, he's gone a bit older, 23, the, the ripe age of 23. Uh, <laughs> that, no, I, it's just a player that has got so much potential that is just waiting to, to fully erupt into this massive uh, tank of a winger. <laughs> you make it almost sound erotic. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I just love his playstyle. Uh, it reminds me a lot of um, what's it called? Um, early charisma, and uh, early charisma was a bit of a, oh. a legend for me. I mean, let's hope his let's hope he has a better career. Well, yeah, and he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely got things to show because he's only scored once for Denmark, and I definitely think he can have his breakout tournament this so. this World Cup. Yeah, if he gets a shot, we will see what happens. Right, prediction time for this group. Um, who wants to go first? Michael. Why me? Oh. Because you haven't got a controversial opinion. Okay, um, France, Denmark, Peru, Australia. Mm-hmm. Phil. I mean, I'm Denmark top. I'm, I'm Denmark top the group for me. Man, it's hard to say Peru are going to finish above France, but I kind of have to say it now, don't I? Yeah, you do. You so would have Denmark, Denmark, Peru, Australia and France both on one point. France finish above Australia and go. I can't wait for France to <laughs> win the World Cup. And then you know what? You will have to. You'll have to leave the podcast. This will just be a solo podcast. Mm. I'm. I'm not going to be too controversial. I. Th- okay, you can remain. I. I, I mean. I don't think France are going to have a great tournament, but I'm still swaying that they will get through groups, uh, even though I've been saying that they probably won't. Wow. I really wanted to put them through, and I was like, no, I'm sticking with my guns, and yeah. it's just left me out to do Yeah, I, I, I've, I've left you, try. because I didn't want to copy your, uh, copy your predictions. So I'm going to go Denmark, uh, France, Peru, Australia. Hmm. Hmm. But it's going to be tight. It's going to be really disappointed. tight. I'm disappointed to be left alone. Yeah, We'll see. We'll see. I could predict everything wrong but one thing, and if that one thing was wrong, Mark would still laugh at me. So, taking it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, that is the end of part three, end of group C. We'll uh, finalise these uh, first four groups. We're group D in part four. See you in a second. Hello, welcome back to part four. Group D, the uh, final of these first four groups. Argentina. Now, Argentina breft with attacking talent, some phenomenal players in their ranks. Best player in the world in their ranks as well. Um, but had a very, very tough qualifying campaign. And apparently, a lot of people are predicting them not to get out of the first knockout round. Um, apparently, a quarterfinals would be a good tournament for them, Elias. What do you think? I agree. Uh, of course, they lost their number one goalkeeper to injury, Isidro Romero. So um, we'll see who's going to be in goal. I'm hoping Willy Caballero is going to be big Willy. Yeah, hopefully he's going to be their starting starting goalkeeper. But it could also be Nahuel Guzman who replaced uh, Sergio Romero. He's the course. number one jersey. Yeah, and he's also got more caps than uh, Caballero. Um, but that that defense is looking a bit eh. bad. Eh. Of course, Otamendi's had a. Brilliant season. <clears throat> well, okay. Uh, Mascherano, we know, is a brilliant brilliant player, but he's also getting old. He um, is, he's he in is China old. as well now as well. There's no getting about it. Yeah. There's and, a reason Barca sold him. Yeah. And Marcus Rojo, we know, is... Mm. Liability. He, he's a, um, well, he has a polished diamond behind his ear, but he's very unpolished in his way of playing. And I didn't realise that he he's 28 years old. Hmm. He's he's getting he's getting a bit a bit older now. And uh, when was it, when did he sign for United? Was it like four years ago. Yeah, he's been there a while. I think. Yeah, uh, it's not really been a 
massive player for United, and I, I feel like that whole defense just like just smells like mistakes <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, we saw him get battered six one, was it, to Spain? Yeah. Just a couple of months ago, so yeah, there's certainly a team that can be uh, got at, um, and I don't think the group necessarily helps them either. I think no. it's a very, I think Croatia and Nigeria are two teams that could absolutely rip that defensive line to shreds. A very attacking, uh, very attacking, but but also very uh, like strategic group. I feel mm. uh, a lot of balance in all the teams, uh, except for Argentina. I feel, <laughs> which is. It feels weird to say, but I, yeah, I I just feel like Argentina has the same problem, uh, uh, the same problem as like the, the Uruguay. They like even though they got these brilliant players in midfield, there's still it's still a lack of balance Very in the squad. Very front heavy. Midfield's not even particularly strong. <laughs> I mean, I guess you got Benega and Biglia and Di Maria, I think, plays in the middle for them, but. No, when they're when they're, you know, reported that they're going to be starting Lanzini, you think well, it's not particularly a player you'd expect from an Argentinian side to be starting at a World Cup. No, definitely not expecting him like to start. But he's one of my like I I actually like Lanzini as a player. I mm. think he's pretty good. But he's not a he's not a central midfielder. He's more of an attacking midfielder, and I feel like most of those players are attacking. Uh, maybe they can bring Mascherano up and play him in the field again. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Don't know if he runs enough for that. I, I don't know if he just in a, like an anchor role, just be be that like player that actually does something defensively in the middle. So if they want to uh, exploit the defense, they need to go around the wings. And I feel like I feel yeah, I feel like that is probably the way to play against Argentina. Play like. Be careful about their wings, like attacking wings, and uh, attack uh, through their wingbacks instead. Because even though, like, as I said, even though I see that midfielder is not very strong, Biglia is a really good midfielder. Mm. Uh, and I think he can hold up that midfield, but it's so hard to predict, man. It's so hard. Mm. Especially yeah. when it's Argentina. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because like you know, they could stumble through the groups and then just end up like getting to the final, like they did in two thousand and fourteen. You know, they've got Lionel Messi in that team. You can't rule them out at all. But their qualifying campaign was just so weird. Under just it was awful, really. Yeah. Um, and they were very lucky to get through in the end. Um, but you can never count them out. Like you. It's weird because I've said like I think France might go out in the groups. I think Portugal might go out. I can't say the same about Argentina. I'm not sure why because you know there's more, you know, logic and actual facts to back it up. But uh, what do you think, Michael, about this Argentina side? Um, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said. To be honest, uh, I think it's very, very front heavy. As I briefly mentioned, uh, I think they have a, a huge problem in there defensive area and I think that's going to definitely let them down well they start they start playing against uh, Iceland uh, the 16th of June so we can watch that and Phil Cobb we, we can we can watch that I just I just feel like that is probably going to be the biggest challenge for them uh, playing against a real like compact Iceland uh, like a harder team working Iceland uh, mm. Which I I personally don't think Iceland are going to be as good as they were in the Euros, but it, I feel like those teams are the biggest challenges for teams like Argentina and Brazil. Uh, so because players like Messi, players like Aguero and Dybala, they can ease. I feel like they can easily get complacent uh, if they come up against a lesser, lesser known side. Uh, and yeah, I, I I just stand by my point that Iceland is probably going to be the hardest the hardest game in the group for them because it's, it's a lot like their game against the ran where messi scored that absolutely wondrous goal um when they nicked it in in for 2014 world cup i think it was nil nil for ages and you got a last minute goal and they won that game and of course went on to the final so you know if anyone can pull a rab out the hat in those situations it is messy and yeah that but we'll, we'll just see we'll just if they they can be got at um and it's whether it's whether teams like croatia and 
Nigeria are going to look at the front line and think, oh, we have to be careful and, you know, sit back, which is not what you, you know. No, it's going to be a death trap, yeah. Mm. And I think teams like, you know, Spain, like in that friendly teams like Germany, if they come up against Argentina, they might have a field day there. Um, But we'll see what what happens. Iceland, you said then, Elias, are uh, a very tough, a very tough, strong team, very together team. But um, this could be perhaps the tournament where they... Hit, get, you know, go back to reality slightly. Yeah, but of course they they got here. They they got here. It's still a fantastic com- achievement. Yeah, yeah, pretty convincing, I think, uh, in the group. But yeah, I I just don't see that they can get that far, uh, like they did in Euros. Uh, I definitely think they're going to go out in groups because they. It's so hard to say, man. It's so hard to say, but. <laughs> They're, it's one of the better better teams in this group, but not one of the teams with the better players. So, just like the togetherness, if they can like grind a few results in this group, then yeah, they'll get through. But I don't think they can. I don't think they can do like they did in the Euros. Mm-hmm. But Michael, how many times have we said that about a team? You know how we think they're underdogs, and then they just come up as such a stubborn opposition. And they really overachieve what what we're expected of them. Do you think Iceland could be that team? I I think I think that's true of a team that is an underdog, but it's getting to that point now where people kind of there is maybe a little bit of an expectancy for Iceland. Yeah. And I I personally I unfortunately I can't I, I can't agree with like your your counterpoint because it's I, I I feel like it definitely stops here for them. I think this is just a level too too far. I think this is just too bit too far out the depth and yes they are a very together side and that has worked so well for them in the in, in many tournaments and the qualification but i just think there's too many teams here that are better than them i think in mm. the euros you can there's a lot of teams that are, i don't know it's this is the whole world it's not just european teams and it's i don't know i i, I think i definitely think that, that it, it stops here but i don't think that necessarily means that iceland have to then become a completely dormant football team and do nothing i think they can continue to and just sort of uh, and qualify for tournaments like this and and just try and almost like cement themselves as a a, a top a, a top 20 um like national team mm. do you know there's only three hundred thousand people who live in ireland iceland ireland <laughs> jesus Ireland. that up that's that. I, yeah, I did. That I did the, actually, but yeah, it's the fact that it kept coming up with you every time they played. Did you know Ryan Sessegnon get... is only seventeen? Yeah. Only plays for Iceland. Oh, does he? he, does, did, he, he get does a, but... did he get a call up after he got left out of the England, <laughs> England squad? Um, Iceland, you know, could have had a better draw. Really, um, you know, you would have fancied their chances if they had a draw, like you know, perhaps Group C or or, or Group A. But um, coming up against Croatia and Nigeria, we've mentioned already. Um, man, we say, you know, we say every competition about Croatia, you know, look at their players, look how good their midfield is, look how much talent they have. They finished third in the 1998 World Cup and they haven't actually got out of groups since then. Does that surprise you, that stat? Yeah. Yes, definitely. It always surprised me when uh, Croatia doesn't do well because I just, that that team is very, like, there's a lot of quality in that team. Mm. Yeah. Do you think a lot of those players are past their peak as well? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't see many players that are past their peak uh, in this in this squad. To be fair, uh, I feel Rakitic had a good good season at Barcelona. Um, Kovacic is definitely not past his peak. He's only twenty four. <laughs> Modric is still a world class midfielder and has been for a long time now. So I, I just don't like Mansukic is just getting rejuvenated every season for Juventus. So I. No, I don't think that. Pretty much, I don't think any of the players are past the peak. The only thing I'm very, very sad about is that Darius Arna is not at this World Cup. Well, there you go. See, they're already starting to be picked off. Uh, Michael, you know, the likes of Nico Crancho won't be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These phenomenal players. But Mandzukic as well, he's 32 now. You know, doesn't really play up front. Players like Perisic aren't in the form they were perhaps two years ago. And I've understand what you said about Modric Elias but I think there's a bit of controversy with controversy with him and the Croatian supporters um which I don't know the facts to go into particularly but you know Lovren's had a good second after the season so the defense looks a bit better than it perhaps did six months ago um <laughs> but they still got Vegin Luka in there as well who knew 
but yeah, what the, the point I'm trying to make, uh, Michael, is uh, yeah, sorry. What do you what do you think about this squad? I still think it's very good, but it, it is it is the, the every single tournament with Croatia, like what if and like how did they not do better? Because they seem to have a tremendously consistent squad, in that yes, they're, they're not all world class players, but they have these like top league players in the, playing in the big European leagues uh, at a high level and yet still don't seem to achieve much and I, I the squad still looks the same to me I still want to say hey this team could definitely be a lot better than it's done in previous years and I think that's I'll open it up with the whole group and Nigeria are also in that situation in that I feel like Croatia and Nigeria very much have nothing to lose at this World Cup mm. and everything to, to gain so maybe there has been a bit more of an expectancy of Croatia in previous tournaments whereas now we've kind of come accustomed to Croatia underachieving so this might be where I don't know I don't know if that's true because we like I said I said that and it was you said it was like a surprise that that was the case I don't think we've I think we've sort of conditioned ourselves to think they do better than they actually do I don't know I feel like, I feel, I feel like this I think Croatia will get out of the group and I think they might top the group too Oh, big, big kill. Michael, is uh, Marco Piacca the guy? He plays for Schalke, right? Yeah, he's on loan from Juventus. He had a very good season. Yeah, I was going to say. He had a very good season. I was going to say, has he actually played? Yeah, yeah. no, he played the, the, the pretty much the whole second half of the season and had a very good... Which is which is the depth, once again, because he's probably not a starter for Croatia, but yet has played in the second best Bundesliga team in the second half of the season. <laughs> it's a <laughs> fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. Um, <laughs> he played... Um, I think he played at the Euros. I think that's where he was signed from Juventus after that tournament sort of caught my eye there and I haven't really watched him since so it's good to hear that he had a good season it's going to be challenging Perisic for that left side of the uh, of the attack I think um, but yeah Nigeria was mentioned again Michael um, I, I thought they looked very good especially in the second half against England but like I said I don't think England were particularly trying um, what do we think about about Nigeria I thought they looked horrible against England I know you've written down <laughs> well, the second half were, I, yeah I I don't wow. think they, I don't think there was many positives to take from that. I thought they were going to be a lot better, and especially with playing, they they've got a very special system because they're playing John Obi Michaelis in attacking midfield, which has wow. always been very interesting to me. Uh, I mean, he wasn't attacking midfield; it's just when Chelsea signed. I was actually reading this in a in a book yeah. recently, like how players were signed as attacking midfielders and converted into deep line playmakers. Like you look at yeah. Lucas Lever at Liverpool, Anderson at. Manchester United and, and Mikel at Chelsea. Yeah, but... That was just a thing that happened. It's weird. But they, they couldn't have completely stripped him off of the ability to score goals because he is not a very prolific goal scorer and he's not a, a top-class playmaker either. Uh, so, still, like... I That Nigeria team, like as I've said for every team that I've mentioned... In this in this episode, I feel like they're interesting because I feel all the Nigerian players are very interesting, and they have um, they have is like a style of play that is interesting to me. But it didn't look good against England in my eyes at all. Hmm. I, I I tend to agree. I think there was a, definitely an element of chaos to their system. Yeah, I just yeah, but a team like Argentina is gonna. Have real problems with chaos. I think. Uh, like yes, which is why they they have got maybe this this little bit of anticipation that they could do something going into the World Cup. But I think any organised outfit could definitely pick this team apart very easily. I mean, look at the goalkeeping mistake. Like <laughs> yeah. that's only a young the, nineteen. It, it, yeah, it's absolutely. Like but this is a World Cup. Like the look at the caliber of we've we've said that a lot of teams are very forward heavy. Can you see Nigeria mm. being able to stop all those teams? Like all the, those players, it's just no, it, but it's a knockout tournament. It like. is, and, and 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 there is the potential for that like one freak result to happen, and I think Nigeria definitely have the potential to cause an upset, but I think they may be overhyped because their kit's so nice. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that might be true. I, ge <laughs> I genuinely do. I but players like Moses and Awobi are, are some of the most like exciting players in that squad. It's, it's only because of the the like they're they're playing in England. Like if Alex Awobi was playing in had the season he had in Spain, nobody'd be talking about him really. And it's only because he's also getting a free role, so all the Arsenal fans are like, "Look, Wenger, look what look what Awobi can do." Yeah, but there's a, like he scored the, the you know the crucial goal to get them to the World Cup. So I think I think I don't think you can confuse like 
players play better for their country than they do for their club like, all the time. I agree, but I, I think that the World Cup's a complete different level of force than qualifications. And I just I think they are I think they're I think they're out of the depth a little bit. Like yeah, everyone is now talking about them as the potential like overachievers. And I, th- it, it, I, I don't know. I can't see it happening. But as I mentioned, they do have nothing to lose. Hmm. Elias, they've got Kelechi and Atro. Yeah, I like you much. So there you go. You're, you agree with me now, right? <laughs> if they put Moses on the right wing instead of the left wing because he was absolutely useless. <laughs> as long as he's wing. not a fullback, I think I don't think you could play. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, that's that's Nigeria. A couple of other players in there as well. Ndidi, we know, he's a very good midfielder. We know he is. Indeed, he is. Indeed, he is. Kenneth Omero, <laughs> Chelsea Loney for like fifteen years. Who's that, sorry? Kenneth Omero. Uh, oh, nice. He's been loaned out for five different clubs now, I think, since hmm. twenty twelve. Is this the first international tournament Nigeria have had where Peter Odenwingi isn't in the squad? Ooh. He'll be there. Don't <laughs> worry. He'll be there. <laughs> Be under different name, squad, but... different name and age. Otherwise, he'll sit in the parking lot and wait for him. <laughs> no, no, on the pitch. On the oh, pitch. On, okay, on the pitch. <laughs> driving around. Does he still play football? I, I mean, did he ever? To be honest, oh. I saw he just run down the wing all the time. Yeah, the best yeah. haircut. No, um, he come on, who do we think for this group? Give us your, give mm. us your order. I want to say. Croatia, Argentina, Nigeria, Iceland. Nailed it. That's exactly what I've written down. Yeah, me too. No, it's oh, not. Right. I'm actually. I'm. I'm gonna agree with you guys and go oh, with the. Uh, that's really? the first time you've ever agreed mm. with us. Ever. I thought you were gonna say Iceland, Nigeria, yeah. Croatia, Argentina. <laughs> I think Argentina. Argentina have a tough to time, have a just point deduction. <laughs> I can see that Nigeria Iceland game being a draw and not helping either of them out. Yeah. Like, is the Argentina yeah. scraping through? Yeah, that's what I see. Mm. That's what I've got it down. I, j- I think Croatia will top the group. I do. Yeah. So expect them to finish bottom. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you uh, very much for listening. Um, do we do heroes and villains of a preview show? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Well, we've we've already we already decided, didn't we, Phil? Uh, with M- Michael playing for manager was. The villain, oh, but he hasn't played, so he's a hero him. this week. He's a hero as well. Oh, thanks, yeah. guys. So he's you, redeemed himself. And, and yeah. you know what? I let you have Deschamps as your villain. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. Wait, what is it? What is the Batman thing? You either die a hero or play football manager long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Michael. That should be your bio, Michael. <laughs> anyway, um, in the mixer podcast at gmail.com at in the mixer show on Twitter. Follow us on there. Give us your World Cup info uh, stuff what you think is going to happen teams you're excited to see players you're excited to see on the world stage um and yeah it's a goodbye from elias and michael it is a goodbye it is a goodbye i want to say one thing before yes can never get away okay michael you start Leroy Sané. announcement uh, oh yeah that's i know it's next episode but i have to mention it what a ridiculous thing and uh, I'm just going to make the announcement that we're probably going to have a wall chart done before the World Cup. So I'm going to put oh, a download is it, is link. It do- is it almost done? No, it's not almost done, but I, I've got a layout for it, I think. So oh, Don't leave us hanging like the Venga GTA picture. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, 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 just, that was just boring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah so, it, so I'll, I'll put down a, uh, a download link on our Twitter when that gets made. Uh, Elias has got some good design so hopefully that's going to be a nice one um yeah so that's the end of the episode um these guys have already said goodbye yeah they have okay so uh, <laughs> yeah so it's a goodbye from me as well um thank you very much for listening we'll catch you next time in the mixer <laughs>